All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. program we uh, we've taken a break so long that like i got to that space where i'm like not sure how to pronounce the name of the game it's like 10 percent of me is like is it valorant it is it is it's also vaguer <laughs> so we've regressed we've regressed <laughs> the, like it's literally i think I think November was the last time we did this. It's been so long. It was a different season. It was a different year. Um, but you know what? It feels fitting in some ways because it does feel like a new day for 100 Thieves Valorant. And boy, um, it's pretty exciting. It's a pretty exciting time. There has been a lot to watch. Some weekends, a lot more than I think they had hoped. Uh, other weekends, a lot less than I had hoped because I would have taken probably two or three series last weekend. We only got one unfortunately but that's the format and that's what we're gonna live with uh but cole we got some things to fast peak and actually we do we got some things from last week to fast peak which is (laughs) really not the format that we have adhered to on this but this is perfect we're gonna do it uh renekton so we've got that out of the way thanks chat and i think i'm ready are you ready to fast peak some last week let's let's do it okay Cole, the first peak of the week, it, we got to talk about. It. It's the end of an era. It's the beginning of an era. It was the the best of times, the worst of times. It was a tale of two eras. Uh, I called it the the first strike era. Feels fully in the rearview mirror at this point, and we have moved on to whatever this one's going to be called. I don't know. We have to come up with the era names. Uh, maybe after we do some notable things, but reflect if you would uh, briefly on this changing of the era. Yeah. So I, I guess it's weird because the history of hundred T Valorant is fraught with roster changes. Yeah. Well. And it, you know, once we, like you, you mentioned the first strike era, we settled on a group of guys that was super likable. And obviously they, they won the first, you know, major event for NA and it felt great to have those guys. And then we entered the awkward, um, Ethan teenage years where it's like, <laughs> We kind of were still figuring out who we are, <laughs> you yeah. know? And uh, I it's it's weird because, you know, even though Ethan was with the team for so long, it definitely feels like this is the second mm-hmm. era of yeah. 100 Thieves of Valorant. And the first one being, you know, skip the, the old PUBG roster guys. Yep. Like the, yeah. the first one was that first strike group. Then we had a break exploring things, kind of frittered away about a year. Yep. On, on, on a, hey, an experiment that we, we gave a good earnest try at and it didn't end up working for us. And and not only did we move on from the Ethan experiment, but we moved on from Hiko, yeah. right? Which is was the monster big change, <laughs> even yep. more so than, than um, swapping out Ethan to this group of guys, man. And, and it truly feels, when you watch it, it feels so different the way we play and it feels like a new permanent group. You know yeah, what I mean? right. As right. permanent as you can be in esports. But. Yeah, I mean, look, if you counted every iteration of the roster as its own era, you, you'd be like in the far distant future, right? But it does feel like we had 
that first group, the one that had the most success, and now this is the start of something new. And I think that if we didn't have, uh, if we wouldn't have made it to groups, um, it probably would have been tenuous still, right? But yeah. this group feels like it's cementing itself really quickly as kind of the new core. And we have been in this long enough to know that we shouldn't assume that this will be the roster in a year. Um, but for now, it feels like this is what we've got. And I think that's a pretty good thing. Uh, Cole, which takes us to our second peak of the night. And that is new team. Who's this? Uh, we got a whole new look. We got players that I'm unfamiliar with. I have not done enough of my homework to give you the deep <laughs> uh, rundown of every player on this squad. But I can tell you, as you alluded to, that this feels like an entirely, it feels like a new program. It's almost like we ought to do a reintroduction. 100 Thieves enters Valorant, right? Um, just everything from top to bottom feels different except for, you know, Asuna, the big, you know, the, the holdover. But even his game has changed in ways that make it feel like just a brand new team. So what are your thoughts on kind of this new look team? You talked a little bit about just how it feels different, but what are you seeing that you're enjoying so far? Well, so the biggest difference for these new guys is, and, and it's kind of weird to say new and still talk about Bang, but yeah. still, you know, because like he, he, he had an, a, a before Derek Stellar Will era, um, but slotting the new guys in with him, everything just feels new. And the interesting thing about these guys is we completely morphed our play style. Mm -hmm. And now as a, as a fan, when you watch this, it's no longer like, all right, going to play super slow, yeah. see where the chips fall, be reactive and, and use the big brain to solve the puzzle. Right. And now it's like, Hey, we've got a bunch of guys who can pop off on gunfights. Right. And like, it's basically everybody. We have uh, players who can rotate in when one person's had a bad game, you have someone else who can step up and just gun. And I think that's the biggest, most exciting difference for me is it's just like right. gunners, some straight <laughs> gunners. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's definitely a huge shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that's one of the main areas that the first strike era rosters started to fall flat is if you didn't have your gunners on, like if Asuna didn't hit a 30 bomb, you know, it's kind of like, we'll see if somebody can clutch it out. But I think too and often- he was forced to play entry so much, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so. and I think too often it felt like, you know, it, it just kind of devolved into this more sluggish, like reactive play style. Um, because I don't think that was the DNA of, of the primary players on the team. Um, that doesn't feel- to be the same for this group. I think you have a lot of players who are looking to make the aggressive swings, the active trading. Like we're, I'm seeing a lot of stuff so far that gives me the sense that um, the slow play, play style is a thing of the past. And I think that's so far so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, we talked about players. Cole, the next topic is to talk about our coaches and our GMs and the roles they play in our lives. And uh, the... I don't want to talk about, you know, the, this is not a, a review of them so far. I, I more want to talk about what you see. Um, Cause I think sometimes the perception out there is they just don't do that much, right? There's just not <laughs> that much being contributed, but um, I think this is a really interesting time to look at what specifically they are bringing to this group, to the program overall. Um, so I'm interested for your take on that. 
Yeah, it's interesting because like before, without a defined general manager, we had a coach and analyst roles defined. And when you hear, I mean, Frost like did a thing on Val ranting just not too long ago. And hearing him talk about it, it was like, it very much felt like um, analyst kind of things or like find the lineups and all this, you know, it's, it's like, it's like they were support staff to the players instead of like guiding them. And that's probably not a fair assessment because you only, you get just such a tiny bit from, you know, what's actually said in these interviews. So I don't want to oversimplify, but I say that to say that um, now with DDK and Sean and Mike's, it seems like there was a complete tear down and rebuild. Mm -hmm. And you can see this because not, you know, obviously with the roster, but when you saw the first few matches played by this new roster, it's pretty rough. There's not yeah. not a lot of direction. It was kind of just drop the guys in and let them go because we haven't had time to really build anything. And look at how quick that script has flipped. Right. All right. So the guys have the gun skills I mentioned, but now give them a week to prepare for an opponent and holy crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the guard looked absolutely helpless yeah especially in that map one it was like okay like we have them 100 percent figured out and ddk has we're probably gonna go over on this topic so sorry <laughs> ddk has this aura similar to papa smithy already where he's like he's just an adult in control yep and and it's like very like calming top down yeah guidance and that is so nice to have and it's different than before where our coaches were more or less invisible and um and the the organizational structure wasn't as robust yep it just feels different and i think that's starting to translate already yep the um here's what i'll say i know we're over we'll have some more time to talk about this in the next segment it feels like we have a program and i and i, I would say maybe for the first time right and look it's early on and I, I don't want to oversell it, but I, this idea, this notion of a program is something that we started hearing a lot more about when Papa Smithy came onto the, the team in League of Legends. And it just, it's this sense that there is a holistic, you know, structure behind the team. It's not just five people that you see in the server, right? There is other stuff going on. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it clearly has worked in League of Legends. We've had it outstanding results. I'm glad to see them doing a similar approach for Valorant. I think it's what we need to have, and early results are promising. So, okay, last Pete Cole, and then we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about this topic, kind of digging into the uh, the team and what we're seeing so far. But our last peak of this week is we're back in the main event. We're back where we wanted to be all along. It it seemed like a questionable thing, and I think that you and I probably would have. <laughs> Who knows if we would have done this show if we weren't. Um, but if we did the show, we probably would have said, you know what? It's early. The team is new. Give them time. They're going to need more time to pull it all together. We didn't. We got there. And so far, so good. We are 1-0. We have not dropped a map. You know, we, we, we made the guards social media account look sort of silly. And I think that's that's about as much as you can ask for at this stage in the game. So we're back in the main event. What do you think and how are you feeling? 
Uh, I'm feeling very relieved, honestly, because after we like missed out on the op- the first open qualifier, you know, you're in a do or die situation, and let's not forget how different and parallel university it gets yeah. when, you, when you miss out on events like that. Now, I I think that not just the org, but the fans too would have been accepting if we missed out on this master just because of how new everything was. But at the same time, you don't build that immediate groundswell of support. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. From the community point of view, it feels like the 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 fans are fully behind this thing yep which you know it without that qualifier being secured it's like yeah we'll see they're gonna they're gonna get better it's fine we'll see what they do but now it's like no we feel great about our guys we feel great about our staff and so just that result kind of made a huge difference and then not just qualifying but absolutely pulling the guard apart yeah it just getting a result like that so soon, it's crazy unexpected. And it's got me feeling way more secure about yeah. the 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 near to medium future of the team. And being back in the main event, getting our name back up there. Like let's not forget, things have kind of like been a little wishy washy with who we thought were gonna be mainstays of NA. Yeah. Right? Envy slash optic, that's like the only thing that's been pretty permanent. Right. Everybody else is jumping around. So like things are up for grabs again. It's a great time for us to be in prime position and to be back in the main event and to be grabbing headlines. Yeah. And I think the, uh, to wrap this one up, um, when you have a roster like this, it's constructed this way that features the talent we have, that's got the profile that we do, you build in, and I think they did this wisely, you build in an expectation that you are, you're potentially trading the immediate results for the ceiling, right? And this is something you can be excited about in the long term, and it might mean that you have less to be excited about right now. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it's they're younger, they're less proven. Like you don't have, I mean, we, I don't know what the average age is, but I'm guessing we we did a pretty significant swing from a lot of the vets that we had before. You know, um, there isn't as much of that veteran kind of. Um, presence. And I think that's typically what you look to, to accelerate that curve up. So um, it's coming from somewhere else. And I think that's the really encouraging thing is you've got kind of to your point earlier, you have a lot of guys who can play at a very high level and who from one map to the next can kind of take turns top fragging. That's a great thing. And uh, it's, it's gotten us this far. So cool. That does it for our fast peaks. And we did them a little bit less fast than we typically do, but that's because there's a lot to catch up on. Um, I propose that we spend the next however long talking about uh, this concept of ramping up. And I want to segue that, kind of do a combo deal here with our trademark uh, segment, which is realistic (laughs) expectations, Cole. Uh, (laughs) We need to remind ourselves uh, as fans what we can really truthfully expect here. And it can get hard when you have a fast start. You know, look at the League of Legends program, um, realistic expectations with our new roster. I guess every time we do this, it seems like we win something big. So maybe that's, maybe this is a bit of a good luck charm. <laughs> we do, uh, ha- we have had a few of these in the past, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, like temper your expectations here. I mean, let's be, let's be realistic and then we bring home a trophy. 
Um, Dude, all the way back to Black Ops 4, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Remember that? It's like, welcome Priest and Crowder on loan. Yeah. And look what happened. Yeah. And here's your trophy. Thank yeah. you for coming. Um, but let's let's just start with this. We looked great. We looked great against the guard. You mentioned it. Um, we statistically were very good. We are. We have a plus 15 on rounds for and against right now, which is top after one weekend, right? So, you know, great. Big of salt. sample size. We love big it. sample size. But big confidence. <laughs> but you, I mean, you have to. It's we didn't squeak out the win, and there were a lot of teams who either squeaked out a win or just took a hard L. Uh, so we're not in that situation. Anytime you're leaving a small sample size, I think it's always valuable to just take a step back and ask, like. Hey, what 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 does this really mean? How much can we really read into this? I'm interested for your perspective on how, given the the scenario we just talked about, the fact that this is kind of a we're you know we're expecting it to be a ramp up. When you hit a level this high, where do you expect to go from here? Like, if you look ahead to next weekend, TSM, are you expecting this trajectory to continue, or how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, so <laughs> so that's tough because. You know, I, I tweeted, gosh, how long ago is that? I, th I think I tweeted during the open qualifiers run that this roster was setting very unreal expectations <laughs> for yes. like improvement tra trajectory uh, because of how quickly everything seemed to write its course. Um, it was like, it was like we build up, took a quick loss, build up higher, take a quick loss. And now we're just not going to lose again. Um, that's not a realistic trajectory <laughs> over the course of like three weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yet here we are, we find ourselves sitting on that. And, and that sentiment was obviously shared by a lot of people. Um, so the question is like, is that a sustainable kind of thing or are we getting lucky with a new, you know, a, a, a new look, a new, new compositions, uh, maybe different map preferences where we don't, we don't have as much info out on us for teams to study. Yeah. Maybe, but honestly, it's like so far the way that we've won maps and the way that our execution and strategies have changed, it doesn't lend itself, in my opinion, it doesn't lend itself to the thought that like these guys are getting lucky. Right. Because it's not like we're just always winning insane gunfights. That happens sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like very well executed game plans. Yep. And that is a sign of like stability for the future. So I, while I don't, I wouldn't like advise people to plan on like, Hey, we're actually, we're going to win it all. <laughs> like We're going <laughs> to, we're going to win this, uh, this stage and we're going to win at the next international. Like, I, I, I don't know. I would not go out on a limb and say those things yet, obviously, because it's still very new and there will be growing pains along the way. But I think there's every reason to believe that um, the foundation is in the right spot. Right. And immediate results are like cherry on the top. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we, you know, you and I, you mentioned kind of like our thing as Hunter Talk, as the boomer guys who don't really know the game very well. But we like, you know, the process of the team management and we, we like tracking the progress of the teams. Like we're always like, hey, everybody relax. It doesn't yep. happen quickly <laughs> and don't overreact when we lose and everything. So I'm dutifully yeah, saying you feel obligated. Don't get your expectations too high. But like yeah. you, you couldn't ask for better 
early signs yeah. from this team, which is incredibly impressive um, in the in light of the fact that you have removed the entire foundation of the previous team and rebuilt around new guys. Right. That is an incredibly difficult task. All right. I got to I got to come back to something you said. You brought up the goach, right? Crowder. And <laughs> just the unbelievable We're crossing streams on the pods. The unbelievable impact that he had on a roster that was uh like borderline almost didn't make the league. Not qualifying yeah. to even compete. Yeah. Um so look we 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 don't have enough it's it's hard to have the conversation about it right and so much of it is re- results based right um yeah. just cuz we don't get to see the product of the coach's input except for how it shows up in game um but if if Crowder taught us anything it's that a really kind of visionary and um you know capable coach can do wonders with a roster that is full of talent, right? And we saw it in COD at the time. I gotta say, you know, if I'm if I'm putting bets on anything at this point, it's gotta be on the the quality of the coaching that is clearly prepping this team. I mean, the the play style just seems so different from what we have. So I think if you take out kind of the Obviously, you get five players together and you switch four of them. They're going to play the game differently, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it does just feel like a really well-prepped team to me. I, you know, It has the hallmarks of a team that knows how it wants to play the game, um, you know, that, that makes smart strategic decisions from round to round. So that's all really encouraging to me. Um, and then obviously the team is able to execute it, which you have to have. But I got to say, you know, I'm, I'm bullish on... And I think it's kind of like in every, I feel like in every esports title, you have a handful of coaches that are in a, a, in a different tier, right? And probably the same goes for GMs. You know, we don't hear as much about the GMs, but yeah, like what even is a Valorant GM at this point? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get more on that. Really been around for a while, (laughs) but I, but I think when you take a, when you, when you get a, when you're able to sign a coach like Sean, who is not in the scene, and this is his introduction to the scene, it's possible that he is he is just that good, you know. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he wasn't in the scene before, well, but yeah, I, I okay. know you say coming coming. He from was not a coach. Game. He was not a coach. Yeah, yeah. That's sure. what I mean. Like he was not a coach that we acquired from somewhere else to say, and now you're our coach, right? And I think that's actually a huge thing that we do like we did it with papa smithy right he was not a gm before he was not on the competitive side it, it's very similar actually kind of the path yeah um so far as like immediate proceeding step so i think that's a possibility i think that we actually could have just hit a home run here obviously we need more time more data but he's obviously accomplished a lot so far and the team is playing like they're really well coached which i think is great yeah um, I, I do want to emphasize though, it's like, do you remember when things fell apart with the previous roster and what are, I mean, cast your mind way back to when we last did this show, uh, yeah. but it, it was like, what do we do? You know, it's like, well, okay. If pe- people are saying let's replace Hiko, it's like, okay, but who do you replace him with? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, like the caliber of players we had, it's like, all right, I don't, you know, I don't know what 
moves there are even possible to be able to do something like that. Uh, so in my mind, it's like, eh, it's a losing proposition to rebuild. Yeah. And it's going to suck really bad when we do it. Right. So it's just, I just can't say enough how much my, my like expectations were exceeded about what I even thought was possible with a team rebuild. It's like, imagine, you know, going from the legendary names that we had on the roster before and coming out and within a few weeks, yeah, looking like we probably are going to end up in a better place. That is like the degree of difficulty on something like that <laughs> yeah. is unbelievable. Like, I feel like I learned a big lesson on, you know, what, what is possible in terms of a rebuild and in terms of, um, operations and like yep. what, what a good plan and a good leadership staff can, can do for this. So yeah, this is definitely like us waxing poetic about DDK and Sean and Mike's and whatever, but like, that's just, that's just how it shook out, man. Yep. Uh, I can't, I'm so glad that when we finally put this structure in place, we somehow got the perfect guys for it. Yeah. And, you know, when we made a similar move in League of Legends, we started the uh, Trust the Papa. And I think it's probably time to find that for, for Valorant, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not Trust the Papa, but it's, it'll be something. And, yeah, it's exciting. The thing that is great about this is it, it gives you confidence that even if you have, um, you know, if a, if a specific player isn't able to compete at the, the level you need, and we've seen this time and time again, that there is the ability to, you know, find a, a fix, make an adjustment that doesn't require blowing up the entire program and starting over. And I think that's one of the major benefits of having um, the support behind the scenes like this. So yeah, I think that's a good lead in to to our last segment on the incendiary take. <laughs> let's do it, Cole. All right, let's go to the Molly. Did you? Our incendiary for this week. Did you do it? I didn't. I can never. Own... Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Man. Our incendiary <laughs> for this week comes from none other than our esteemed mod, uh, Burnt Cookies. Oh, yes. Excellent. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it for you and let you uh, react. So we'll, we'll flip okay. rolls for a second. Yep. He said, having a bad opening to 2022 was the best thing that could have happened to Hunter T. It forced the org to look into the infrastructure of the program and get some dedicated pieces. I'm not going to instantly say DDK, Sean, DDK, Sean, and Mike's are goats, but they seem to be great and working with a really talented roster. Yeah, well, we we covered that pretty hard. Um, and <laughs> to, to keep this from just becoming a fanboy session for those three, um, I the the thing that is really that BC is bringing up here that I think is actually a really interesting. Look at this is the path that was required to get here um, exactly. yeah. is, is actually, it's very important, right? Like you don't get here if you are consistent. Oh, probably don't, we don't know how the things would have go, gone, but you probably don't get here if you're consistently finishing, you know, in the final weekend of most events. And what we know about the team just at the, at the org level is that that's not what they want, right? I think there are plenty of teams that would be happy to be relevant and in the conversation um, obviously they would they would like to have a trophy, but they're not going to make a big move if it meant that they could potentially lose relevancy. 
And I think what we found for us is uh, we are happy to make big moves if we aren't getting trophies um, because we want to win, right? Nate Chat says that all the time. He wants to win. He was just talking to uh, Tarek the other day. He says he wants to have the best Valorant team in the world and the most popular team in the world, right? So like, I feel like we've got our DNA on he wants to have a team that people relate to, that people like to watch, that people are excited about, and he wants them to be really, really good at Valorant. Um, and being like great is not the bar. He wants to be the best. So um, I think I agree. I fully agree with this. Um, I mean, hard to at the time say like, thank goodness we had such a bad open, but that's the it, genius of the take, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you have to, you, you remember like when we were kids, they had, they had like the annual prairie burn over by our <laughs> elementary school, right? Yes. It's like you, you have to torch it down. Yeah. And it, and it, like you said, if you are almost there, sometimes you won't have the courage to do that. Right. And so all the pain and suffering that we go through as hundred these fans, in the the cycle of our esports and the the only enough championship aura for one team at a time concept, <laughs> it actually paid off really yep. big this time. And now we've been able to build a little cocoon and stay in there for a while and emerge as beautiful butterflies. I can't wait. I <laughs> I feel like I gotta say, I don't I don't know if we're being totally true to ourselves here. It is still early, you know. We, we are still, oh, we said it. Come on, man. We, we are still it. working with a, a small sample size. We need more time. Um, the good news is we, we are going to have that time right now. Like we don't have to wait and continue to do, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the pejorative term, but like <laughs> second tier tournaments, you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to make anybody feel bad about Mickey Mouse tournaments. Yeah. Also. You know, it's okay. Um, but like, if you do well in those, great. You know, no one was going to take you seriously until you make it to this level. So we've we've checked the first box, mission accomplished, and we did it much faster than we thought we would, or than we thought was even reasonable to think that we would. Um, <laughs> we're here. If we fall down against TSM next week, it's not time to make any rash decisions. You know, even if we have a bad outing, like I think it's this is why you can't get too hyped because then if you start like playing actually closer to what the realistic level probably is people can get really quick to say it's time for the next era of 100 thieves valorant like uh and, and that's not where we need to be right now we just gotta no you gotta build in time and you gotta enjoy when you outperform expectations and i'm just gonna say it because like i said we already gave our our uh, customary disclaimers over everything about you know it's small sample size and whatever and take it easy i'm just gonna say it we got a week in between all of these matches. Ain't no way we're losing them, man. We're, <laughs> we're just going to win this whole thing. It's going to be nutty, man. I, and I'm just, it's so much fun to watch this new team. Like it, all the guys are cracked and you never know who's going to be popping off at each time. And yep. I'm just ready for more. Yeah. So it's, it's different. It's exciting. It's good. Um, it's exactly and thank what you we for, needed for your service to all the previous guys. But absolutely, yeah, it's time to win everything now. <laughs> yeah, now, <laughs> right the the fact that we won League of Legends in twenty twenty one was it? Am I getting my years right? Yeah, twenty twenty one. Twenty one doesn't make any of those previous rosters less near and dear to our hearts, but it does make them less successful. Um, 
and you know so you, you gotta you gotta appreciate the ones who can actually bring it home i think this one could be a, an exciting one to watch so cole with that being said uh this show is called fast peak last week for a reason it's fast and we're done and you know maybe we'll start doing these more often because this is an exciting team and the, the uh the structure actually the format of this stage fits pretty well with this show so nice pacing for the boomers who have families maybe we'll be back soon uh maybe it'll be six months we'll have to see um but that'll do it cole so thank you for uh being a great friend and uh for always you know playing video games with me i I enjoy it thanks to chat this got real personal real quick (laughs) and i love it i just want to thank my family um chat i appreciate you as well and the people who left takes uh this is no it's fun we like this show we're glad that you all came to hang out we're excited about this team the program we have a program now we can say that i think it's gonna be a fun year we're, we're a bit behind we got some catching up to do since we missed the uh we, we sat the first stage out but don't need it but we're winning it all it's awesome. we'll be fine all right cool um we love you and we miss you already